I like that intro. Very nice. What's up, everyone? It's Rico and Courtney Gonzalez, Mr. and Mrs. 757. What's going on, everybody? Hey, hey, hey. All right. Once again, we're back at you. And today's subject, go ahead and kick it off, Court. All right. We're going to be talking about maintaining harmony as husband and wife. So this isn't really a real estate related podcast, but um, it's kind of been inspired from the last podcast that we were on with Neil. Paul Neal. Top producers. Yeah. yeah. Paul, Paul Neal. Thank you very much. So one of the questions he asked us was, how do you guys work together? Yeah. And I was like, well, we work side by side and here's my office and or here's my desk and here's his. And I don't really think that we answered that question very well. And um, whether you work together professionally, whether you as a husband and wife or whether you work together simply in a marriage or as parents. Well, um, I feel like what we have to share today might shed some positive light and give you some positive energy towards um, a harmonious uh, flow to your marriage. Harmonious. Yes. First off, shout out to Nika. We see Nika at the, uh, <laughs> what's it called? The uh, the store. Yes, we yeah. saw her in the store. Yeah, we saw her in the store. She's like, give me a shout out. So shout out to Nika. <laughs> And a yeah. husband. Actually, Nika, I'm just going to put this out there. You totally inspired me to do this because this podcast in particular has been on my heart to do. And I'm like, who listens to our podcast anyways? <laughs> and then we saw you and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I listen to, to you. Podcast. And this is what you said. She and was quoting like, Courtney and everything. They're like, oh my <laughs> gosh, we have fans. I was like, that's it. This has been on my heart to do. So we're doing it. We're going to do it. Yes. We're doing it right now. So. A little bit about us. So we have just came off a 19-year anniversary. Yes. Happy anniversary, babe. Thank you. Happy anniversary to you, babe. Thanks. Mm -hmm. 20's coming up next year. I wonder what we're going to do. What are we going to do? We're going to take a vacay. Hawaii. I don't know. Caribbean. Oh, Lord. Who knows? Alaska. No, I don't Alaska. Staycation. <laughs> Staycation. <laughs> Now, so we've been married for 19 years, but we've been collectively together since high school. 1999, baby. Mm -hmm. Taking it back. We're talking 24 years now. Yeah, that's crazy. 24 years. So we've been married 19 years, together 24 years. We also have a son that's 20 years old. Yes, he is two weeks away from being 21, if you can believe that. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun, folks. Absolutely does for sure. And also, uh, professionally, we've been working get with professionally. We have been working together for about 19 years as well. Yep. Our whole married life. We have yeah. professionally worked together. We've been in sales, um, doing network marketing, and now we are running a business, a real estate business. So mm -hmm. here we are and I'm um, doing business and life together as husband and wife. And there's a lot of, you know, life that happens in between, you know? So, you know, I feel like, I don't know. We just, we, we haven't just been, you know, doing real estate as a partnership as husband and wife for, you know, six years now, right. but you know, we've been doing life and being in a professional environment, you know, since the gate. So. It goes back. It goes back even past 19 years. Courtney used to help me bag up my nickels and dimes. Wow. Oh. Yes. And I smoked all your profit. I mean, <laughs> um, let's get back on track. Yes. <laughs> so anyways, we were, we've been working together. We're like the perfect, um, you know, some people have a, 
a work husband or a work wife. I got yeah. one. This is my work wife right here. <laughs> and she's my wife. Yes. And uh, one of my good friends asked me, don't you guys get sick of like being together all the time? You guys are always together. And the answer is no, we really don't. I mean, we really enjoy each other's company. I sure do. Yeah. yeah. I married her so I could be with her. So not go to a job and not be with her for eight hours, come back home and complain. None of that. I complain while she's next to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to we're going to break this up into a couple different categories. We're going to talk about um, working together just in general as a as husband and wife okay. as uh, like professionally. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to talk about just working together in a marriage. You know, most people, the way they do it is they get married. They're learning how to become two to become one. Right. So they're learning like their their spouse a lot better now that they're they're married. Usually they're coming together to live together and all that kind of stuff. So we did it a little backwards. We, you know, we got married and Theo was our ring bearer. So it was a little backwards, but um, now we we're empty nesters. So yeah. now we get to experience that, you know, minus one kind of thing. But anyways, we're going to talk about um, working together as um, parents. And we're going to give you some keys to a harmonious relationship. And these aren't just things that we're going to recommend. These are things that we do. So we put some thought, some time and some effort into this because, you know, divorce is a bad word and we see it a lot. And I am I come from a broken home myself, but I'm not that that stops there. We're not going to have a broken home in our life. That's right. And we've um, dedicated our life to the Lord. So, you know, Jesus is at the center of it all for us. So that is, you know, a triple braided cord cannot be easily broken. So that's kind of real. That is really the cement to our, our relationship. But um, we've also read so many different books together collectively. His needs, her needs, the five love languages. I'm rereading that again. Yeah, I noticed that. That's Figured so funny. out what my love language is. Yeah. Okay. You're so amazing. <laughs> Words of affirmation. Yeah. Anyways, um, and I've read books for myself personally, How to Be a Submissive Wife. Some of you might be so offended by that title, but it's actually an amazing book. It's really helped me with my you know, spiritual alignment and learning how to trust God. And um, anyways, and trust and my husband. Bible. We've yes, thank you. Bible. That's a big one. Yes. So anyways, we're going to start off with working together. Okay, real quick. Disclosures and to reiterate what Courtney said, um, just a quick disclosure. We are not marriage counselors. No, we're not. Okay. But this is what we do. Correct. This is how we live because people want to know. Anyways, continue dialing. And yes. hold on. Uh, be, what's it called? Submissive. <laughs> Anyways, if you were watching on the uh, screen there, Courtney went submissive. Anyways, all right, go ahead. What are we doing now? All right, working together. We so work together. Some keys to working together in life. Now, mm -hmm. again, professionally for us, you know, that's that's where we're at right now. So if you professionally want to work with your spouse, you know, some clearly defined goals and clearly defined roles. That has always been our thing from out the gate. Whether we were at home, you know, as mom and dad, mom has certain roles that she plays. Dad has certain roles that he plays. You want to give some examples to, of that, babe? As far as what I play is on roles? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I was paying attention. He just caught me off guard there. So yeah, um, as a husband, I am doing the man stuff. I'm taking out the trash, right? Okay. I am. Uh, what am I saying? I'm paying the bills. I pay the bills in the house. Right. Or they may make the money, but I'm paying the bills. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Thank so I'm, you. I'm doing all the man stuff. I'm making sure the cars are washed, right? Yes, you do. I'm just doing all the man stuff that I expect men to do. Right. And I, I do the laundry and. We both cook. I clean the house and clean the bathrooms and, you know. We both do cook. We do team team action on that one, teamwork. But yeah. anyways, even when you're working together professionally or whether you're working at home as husband and wife or as mom and dad, you have some clearly defined roles that you that you play in so that there's no question marks right. as to who's going to do this or there's no, you know, um, when expectations are not met, that's when disappointment creeps in. Boom. But if these expectations are not communicated then, you know, you are responsible for your own disappointment, brother or sister. Yeah. I mean, that's right. So when you have clearly defined roles, regardless of what role you're in, um, whether working together, marriage or parent, like I said, um, and then like some little tips that and that we believe is super helpful is if you're working together professionally, you should have a business account for your funds and that should not commingle into your personal accounts. So we had to learn that. Right. So you did have to learn that. We did. And we learned, yes, we learned that. So professional accounts and personal accounts. All right. Keep them separate. Separate. Yes. Separate. Yes. And then when you're married, you know, for us, I have my own checking account. Rico has his own checking account. We make our own money, so to speak, and it goes into our checking accounts that we are responsible for solely. Then we have a savings account that we are joint together. Now he can get into my account. I can get into his account. We all have access stuff. to each other's accounts for sure. Right. But to keep it simple and to keep from getting upset about absolutely stupid things, right. just keep it separate. I couldn't imagine uh, sharing an account uh, with my wife because I'll spend some stuff she doesn't know about. She'll spend some stuff I don't know about and then come to find out when you're doing your uh, accounting just to see how much money you have. What in the world would you spend money on? It's way easier as husband and wife when each of you have your own accounts. Way easier. Yeah. Now, when it comes to paying the bills, we have a separate account for that. Right. We know exactly how much our bills are for the month. And then we say, hey, we'll, we'll go half on it. She puts half. I put half. The bills are paid. We don't even got to worry about it. You right. Know? You got to do what works for you and your family. Yes. Yes. But to keep things organized, to keep things from, you know, unnecessarily having issues you know just keep it simple absolutely absolutely and going a little bit back we do have our roles as a husband and wife but we also fill in for each other quick That's example good. if i wake for uh, wake up first i'm making a coffee she wakes up first she's making a coffee uh you know that type of thing we fill in for each other right like, it's a team effort definitely it's a team effort especially for sure. husbands if you got your lady working if your wife is not a full-time stay-at-home wife and mom, mm -hmm. then you guys got to be a team at these things. You have to fill in for each other. If it'd be one thing if she was just, you know, home with the kids and it's not adjust. I mean, that's a lot of work there too. But if you got her out there making a paycheck, then you need to be helping her out around the house. 100% agree. Thank you. 
All right. So as for working together in a marriage, the biggest thing is, ladies, you have to keep respect as like the number one thing for your husband. You showing him respect shows him that you love him. <laughs> and that is something that I had to learn to do. Oh, yeah. Big time. Mm -hmm. Yes. And knowing that his love language is words of affirmation. I remember somebody told me a long time ago, it just irked my nerves so bad that he wanted me to call him his hero. And he wanted me to slip, you know, build him up with my words and tell him how he's my superhero and he's amazing <laughs> and he's looks so fine today and all those things. Well, it was just so annoying to me. Like, why do I have to do this? And um, what she told me was, was a lot of people can't give what they don't have. Oh, and you know, I, 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 didn't necessarily have it in me to do. So that's something I had to really take up in prayer and say, Lord, help me with this. I want to build up my husband. I want to fill his love tank. I don't want him to feel disrespected. So help me overcome me so that I can be the best wife for him. So preach girl, preach. A lot of times there's things you can't do on your own and that you do need the help from, from the Lord to help you out with these things. So the Lord did help me with that. And like just from little helpful tips, like I wrote in my phone when he called me, it would say my hero. So when I answered the phone, I'd say my hero. And like <laughs> it, I had to fake it till I made it in a sense because it didn't feel like saying those things. But when I started saying them, it just became part of it, a part of me. I call him my hero all the time and he loves it and I'm totally okay with it. And it's just like part of my vernacular sometimes. So anyways, so what Courtney's speaking of, as far as love language, there's a book up out there called the five love languages. And here's a tip, learn who your partner is. If you need to read the book to figure out what turns your partner on or makes your partner happy or makes your partner feel loved, your, your husband or wife, read the book. So vice versa. I'm wondering why in the world does Courtney want me to take out the trash and mow the lawn and do the dishes because she had that acts of service type love language. She likes things being done for her. So my slave, <laughs> my love slave. I'm I had to kidding. do the same thing. I have to even announce it. I'm doing the dishes. <laughs> I'm gonna go mow the lawn. Hey, babe. Today. Um, and he look, looks how happy she is. Right. <laughs> I'll even just list them off. Yo, today I clean the house. I uh, scrubbed the, the, the toilet. You know what I mean? I went and took out the trash and I'm going to grill up some food. My hero. Boom. And that makes her happy. So the Bible says for women to respect your husbands and to, for men to, to love their wives. And that's what we do. I mean, I respect her too. Right. But and I you love know, him too. As a man, her respecting me makes me feel loved. Right. That's Absolutely. how we do it as a marriage as well. Absolutely. And that book can also benefit you in not just your personal uh, marriage, but outside of it as well with your kids. I know very much what my son's love language is. Mm -hmm. I know very much what my mother's love language is. I know what my grandmother's love language is. I know what everyone in my close knit family's love language is because it's what, you know, we've read the book and it helps us to communicate love to them like a people skill it's almost it unfair it's like it a, a hack to humans if you know how they feel <laughs> and what they like you could um control them it's right like, just joking okay. um, <laughs> so crazy. let's go over the five love languages real quick we hit two of them there's words of affirmation right uh which is uh i like to be 
told that I'm awesome or someone likes to be told that they're doing something good or build up, build them up with your words. There's gift giving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like Christmas time, you give gifts. It doesn't have to be a big gift all the time. Something you could make, something you can uh, buy, something small, something big, whatever. Right. There that is, sentimental value is important to gift givers mm-hmm. that feel that love language. These are things that make people feel loved. Uh, what's the next one? Personal the touch. Personal touch. Oh, the touchy feelies. Golly, love you. And it's just not something that's like, uh, you know, sensual or sexual. It could just be like a hug or, you know, dapping somebody up or, you know, they're just a touchy feely type person that makes them feel loved. That is very outside my comfort zone. I have friends that, you know, they're huggers. Yes. You got to just receive it. Yes. You know? Yes. Next up is Courtney, which is acts of service, doing things, having things being done for them. Um, and you could combine these things like giving, a, you know, picking up a flower and giving it to them. That's a little advanced. Anyway, so having things <laughs> being done to them, acts of service, taking out the trash, uh, washing their car, just things, you know, taking something the off their plate. Yes. Yes. Then we're missing another one. What's the other one? Um, gifts, affirmation. Um, quality time, quality time. Yes. Yes. Quality time, actual spending time with a person, not just being there, but doing things with them, walking in the park. Right. If your spouse invites you to go to home Depot with them and you're like, "Eh, nah, it's not that they really want you to go home Depot. It's the fact that that quality time may be their love language. And by you saying no is rejecting their love. Sure. As silly as that sounds. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so important to identify what are the main ways that your spouse understands love or gets that communicated to them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it doesn't mean that these other things don't say, yeah, I love you. It just means that these are predominantly the things that affect them in their feels, yeah, so to speak. For sure. For sure. And not only uh, knowing what your spouse likes or is regarding those four love languages, uh, five love languages, sorry. What are you? How do you like to be loved within those five things? And let your wife or husband know the same thing so that you guys could be in unison. Right, right. I taught something. Right. (laughs) So it's important to love and respect your partner's differences and your similarities. Because guess what, folks? You're not the same. You are very different and you are very the same in many different ways. And especially for a couple like us who come from two totally different cultures, his family is... um, straight from the Philippines. He's first generation. My family is totally not that. So anyways, um, it's just very different cultures coming together. We've been raised differently. We, everything's, but we have to appreciate those differences. And a lot of times we laugh about those differences in my household. But anyways, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but um, just learn to appreciate the differences. You don't have to get upset about them. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's get into like the spiritual alignment of things, how we lay our lives out. Number one, God is first. God is number one. He is a top. Top dog. Yeah. That's the number one thing in our lives. Even before her, even before my son job, all that. But God is number one. Make sure that God is happy and your marriage will be perfect. Right. Goes back to that triple braided cord that I mentioned in the beginning. It's husband, wife, Holy Spirit in the middle. That's right. That's right. Next up after God, then you can look at your family, right? That's the next important thing. Right. All right. 
So God first, then my wife and kids. Right. And really it's wife is number two. Husband, ladies, is number two. If you want to break it down like that in subsections, your, your spouse yeah. Your spouse comes is before next. your children. Absolutely. Your children are only with you for a short period of time. Your spouse is with you for your lifetime. For your lifetime. Your lifetime. Right. And so, you're, when you do that, your children will watch you and you're teaching your children not knowing how they should be uh, living their lives when they grow up. Right. And who, how, how they should be respecting their dad or respecting their mom. Because my son knows that dad is number one in my life. My son knows that mom is number one in Rico's life. So he respects us individually because he knows that mom and dad have a firm foundation and respect for one another yeah you know if, if anyways we'll get into to the kid part later but that's absolutely your spouse comes before your children ladies and then your children is number three and then your career is number four whatever yeah. that may be so let's play this out so you've got uh, let's say a basketball game for your kid, but it's on a Sunday morning. <laughs> if that was me, I'm going to church. Right. Sorry, Charlie. Theo yeah. knew and in his field, he did wrestling and they had Sunday matches all the time. All Tournaments the time. were always on Sunday and that was church for them, for these folks. But that was not our church. That's not what we worshiped. And that was not number one in our life. Mm -hmm. And because we didn't make that number one in our life and God was number one in our life, everything else came into alignment. For sure. And for that sure. might not be seen in, you know, at the moment, but it's certainly seen in hindsight as well. Right. And disclosure again, we're not marriage counselors, but this is what we did and it's working for us. It works for sure. Right. Enjoy the journey as a, I mean, a people hate that, that word journey, like it's corny or whatever, but you know, this life that we're, this life trail that we're on, enjoy it. I mean, there's going to be bumps. There's going to be, um, situations. There's going to be things that derail us at times, but the bottom line is you have your partner for life. So, you know, we've just, and try to enjoy the journey along the way. We do not take ourselves super seriously. I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I'm constantly um, joking. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. You Putting them out stories. there. Go look at her stories. It's just, I'm her content. Me and my yes. son just making fun of me. Yeah. But they love it. They love it. Yeah. They love it. I want to be tagged on each one. <laughs> Anyways, they're crazy. Fun. Insane. And I just want to bring the joy to all my followers. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> like on the way, you really got to have fun in this thing. And the key to all that is laughter. I agree. Humor. Right. Like, okay, watch her story. She's going to post this. <laughs> on the way here, I'm driving, right? And I pull up next to a car and it's the same car as mine, but it's a different color. And I'm like, I wonder if this dude wants to race. I think it was the same year. Car. This man put this car, we're at the stoplight, yeah. into turbo mode. Yeah. Sport mode Man, or whatever. I felt it. I felt it. Look, we're looking at each other. We like inched up right next to each other. And then I'm like, oh, he wants it. So I put the super, what's it called? The uh, super sport mode, sport mode on. And then, you know, when you're waiting at a stoplight and you think it's going to turn uh, green, but it doesn't. And then you kind of like jerk the vehicle a little bit. Yeah, we, they both did that at the both exact that. same time. Yeah, so it was so on like it. Donkey Kong. I knew it. I was like, man, let's go. Let's go. 
boom, it turned uh, green. Three, two, one, go. And we were like going. We were going. We were head to head. And I won. Until Homeboy <laughs> slowed down to turn into Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, yeah. He went to Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. So, anyways, I think Rico might have been in his head all alone on this no, one. This dude was racing me. Watch the video. It's going to be on her stories. I'm telling you. <laughs> Tell I did me. have to pull out my uh, camera. See, I'm her content. <laughs> I want to remember this forever. It's pretty cool. It was pretty funny. I was looking at myself like, dang. All right. I saw the fire in my eyes. Yeah. So joy is your strength. That yes. is a biblical ter term. The joy of the Lord is your strength. your strength. And so, you know, we try and keep things light and airy. And, you know, when any this goofy thing is, if I'm ever getting too, like, bratty or whatever, Rico will be super quick to start making fun of me. And for, for whatever reason, it strongly diffuses me. And then I start giggling and geeking and he just... um he diffuses me every single time. It's the secret, fellas. Just joke your girl. You know? So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. that. I don't think that would work. It might not work on everybody. For everyone. It works for me, though. We're special. We are kind of different. Yeah. So, yeah, don't take yourself seriously. And listen, we're, we're a married couple. We fight, too, every once in a while. <laughs> um, Usually when we fight, we make it public. Like, for example, one time Rico pulled out the... Um, all-purpose cleaner and he was starting to um clean the glass with it oh yeah i was like what are you doing you can't do that and he's like yes you can it's all purpose I all said, purpose no, it's you can clean glass it with all purpose cleaner. not you have to use glass cleaner for glass that's specifically See? glass for glass but all purpose is all purpose you can wash right. your skin with so we it, got in this huge argument <laughs> about it then theo was like probably middle school fifth grade-ish somewhere around there we try to use he's, theo as a deciding Dad, factor stop it so we called the 1-800 number on the bottle to see if they could tell us what the real all deal purpose was. purpose means all purpose, babe. Then we had to call Lifelines because it was taking too long. So yeah. like we, I, we were happy with the answer of the manufacturer. Yeah. The manufacturer said, ooh. So who do we call? I forgot. I think we called a friend of ours and we had to like, Rico was manipulating the conversation. Was not manipulating, so, was stating the facts. So then we had to call my mom. And um, yeah, all so purpose. he still thinks he won in his head, but we, know, we all know the real deal. You cannot you use can, all purpose. So cleaner. what do you use all purpose cleaner for, babe? What do you use it for? Uh, glass and all the other things, all the other things, but glass. Yeah. So right. moving, on, moving on, one of the next points if you is think you can use all purpose cleaner for glass. Please let us know and solve this argument. So, so never go to bed angry that's Have, right i'm sure every single like advice at every bridal shower is said never go to bed angry and that is a fantastic piece of advice and i have taken it to heart mm -hmm. sometimes you just gotta forgive the man and go to bed same thing for you fellas just let it go say sorry be quick to say sorry for whatever you did and you know it because you won't be able to sleep it's going to be a weird couple of days afterwards. And, they say, and then you're going to apologize anyways. You might as well have done it in the in, up front. If you go to bed mad, it, it creates a root inside of this situation. Mm -hmm. Call it spiritual, whatever. It is. But a root is, it is, is, is born and it starts to grow and take hold. And it's deep. You don't need that in your life, my mm. friends. It's mm. not that serious. Whatever it is, as much as it may feel serious, you know, you could sit here and have a conversation about it all night long until you're blue in the face. Over all-purpose cleaner. <laughs> I mean, 
I've had to just forgive and let it go on so many occasions so I could get a good night's sleep because this chick was not going to bed angry about nothing. That's right. That's right. Same to you, fellas. Same to you. Okay. Another thing that we've implemented in our life in these past 19 years we've been married is we never say the D word. The divorce. D word. Yeah, yeah, divorce. We don't say that one. We never, ever, ever, ever say that. If we do say it's jokingly. And I can probably count on one hand how many times that word has come out of my mouth or his. Yeah. And towards each not. other. Yeah. We're never, yeah, we don't even want to put that seed in each other's uh, right. brain, whatever. Right. Except for that one time we were watching uh, My Feet Are Killing Me. Mm -hmm. You it's, ever seen that show? It's like yeah. Dr. Pimper Popper on steroids. It's the worst show I've With ever seen in my feet. entire life. Yeah. Rico told me if I ever had that problem, he would divorce me. And I halfway believe him. Checking her feet lately. <laughs> <laughs> so we never use a d word especially when we're mad no never okay. leave the house when you're pissed off mm -hmm. i mean if you do that folks you're sowing a seed and of abandonment or whatever that you are that you want to leave or mm -hmm. you are going to leave you don't do that yeah then you're gonna be saying well, you know what he did he left the house he left me there you're gonna yeah. tell yourself stories make up situations that don't even need to be made up Right. I remember mm -hmm. we don't we don't really like fight or have issues like that for the most part. But I remember um, somebody said to me, we used to have people live with us at times. Rico's brothers lived with us. We mm -hmm. had um, some friends rent rooms room from us mm -hmm. that helped us with the mortgage when we were younger. You know, we've had people stay with us. And um, my friend said to me, don't you guys like feel in, like invaded on in your privacy like you can't fight or nothing like in front of these people or do you fight in front of these people like we don't fight <laughs> what are we gonna fight about glass cleaner i mean come on like, yeah that's not even a fight that's like a high volume discussion it's like a, a yeah. debate right so show grace towards one another never go for the jugular don't say things you don't mean don't be vicious with your triggering with your people tongue you know and and when i say tongue i mean like with your words mm -hmm. don't you know be malicious and mean that's never something we've done we don't do that to our kids we don't you know our kids we have one our kid but anyways just control that tongue bite that tongue when you have to bite your tongue just bite your tongue mm -hmm. All right, let's move into being parents. Parenting. So yeah. maintaining harmony as husband and wife as a parent. Yeah. Because, you know, you're going to come into disagreements where you're not going to 100% agree on how to handle a situation. But agreement is the big word, guys. You have to be in agreement. Unity, unison. You guys yes. got to be the same. Right. Your no has decision. to be no. Your yes has to be yes. yes. And your kids need to know that. Because if you're if you say no to your kids and they know you're, you know, full crap, then you've lost all authority and your kids are going to walk all over you. And that's how your kids start playing you. That's how the kids become the boss of the family because they know if they can't get mom to do something, dad'll do it. Right. You know, because the parents aren't talking. Right. Or if you know, uh, you know, vice versa. If you can't get dad to do it, boom, smooge mom, mom will do it. Right. But what you said, because mom, dad aren't talking, like communication is huge, mm -hmm. huge. Is to be in agreement and to be communicating with one another as far as issues with, you know, being parent. It's in, it's super duper important. And then like if he laid down the law, then I would never undermine that. I would support it 100%. Even if I 100% didn't feel it, I would support him and vice versa. He would support me 
if I gave a discipline or reprimand or whatever direction and he'd make sure that homeboy followed through. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Lots of prayer, especially with your kids. Lots and lots of prayer. Yes. You pray together. He sees what you're doing. He knows it's the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do. Yes. And I have to say, like when he was little, I think it's so important that you pray with your kids. Pray for, don't just pray for them, pray with pray them. Pray with them. Right. Because I remember when he was little and he would wake up in the middle of the night and he'd be scared or something, you know, like, what are you scared of? So we'll go in his room and we'll pray together. So like we're I'm teaching him how to use his weapons. Yeah. And I think it's super powerful. A, f- a family that prays together stays together. I and mean, we pray together every night before we went to bed. We pray together at the table. You know, we pray on the way to school. We we prayed together. But a lot of times you don't know how to act or respond to, to situations or, or things. And so you do need the Holy Spirit's help to assist you with discipline. Discipline is such a huge, important piece of being a parent. A parent, it, parenting is an action word. It's a verb. It's not just a person a noun. It is a verb. It's something we do. So parenting, I was telling Rico earlier today, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say to me, oh, you got so lucky with Theo. Excuse me? You know how many beatdowns this boy got when he was little? Like between two and five (laughs) are like the biggest rearing ages. They will test every boundary possible. Got to correct them. That boy got so many whoopings. And for every whooping he got, he knew why he was getting it. Because that's one thing that I read in a book, believe it or not. Shepherding your child's heart teaches you how to discipline and to spiritually lead your children. And that was a fantastic book. But anyways, one of the things it said was before you give a reprimand or a spanking, you tell your child, ask them, why Why are we here? Why? Are, and then they tell us why or whatever. And then I tell, then I'd go on to tell them, all right, well, turn around. I'm going to spank you two times on your butt. And then boom, 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 or whatever. Excuse she me. gave boom, him boom. extra room. <laughs> two boom, 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 right? And then <laughs> off we go. And like my brothers would used to tell me, you you would take that kid into the bathroom one way and you guys come would come back. skipping out another way. <laughs> like that he had a smile on his face and everything changed and he was a totally different person. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're welcome. It's called parenting. But anyways, ain't nothing wrong with go whooping. Nothing's wrong with that. I mean, you gotta put the fear of dad into him. Back in the day, everyone's always talking about, oh, when dad got home, or the mom will always say, Wait till your dad gets home. The fear will come over him. <laughs> And that's how you, you got to rear them. You got to correct them. Nowadays, I see some people wait till dad comes home. What's he going to do? Right. <laughs> he ain't going to do nothing. Mm-mm, you know, that mm-mm. type of thing. Um, but yeah, correction for sure. Clear expectations. Yes. That was always huge. Always let them know what you expect from them. So they'll won't surprise you. Right. And I feel like a lot of parents, a lot of kids don't know how to speak to adults and they don't know how to interact. And it's because parents don't tell them. How are they supposed to know if they're not told? Just basic manners too. Right. I mm-hmm. cannot tell you how many times I had Theo in the, on a, in the car on the way out and how many times, okay, this is what you are going to do. This is what you're not going to do. This is what I expect of you. And now we're here. We go. The talk. The talk. The talk. The talk. Don't matter where we're going. We're going to a party. This is what we expect of you. We're going to Bush Gardens. Don't be backflipping off of uh, roller coasters. 
you know, just whatever, what we expect of you and they'll respect it and they will do it. Right. And then they know if they don't do what you ask them to do or expect from them, they're going to get a beaten <laughs> with the fear in them. Anyways. Yeah. That. <laughs> All right. What's next? We would have family meetings sometimes yeah, too. Like every, family meeting. before school started, we'd have a family meeting. But after, you know, when summer started, we would have family meetings. Here's, fun. here's what we expect of you. This is what we need from you. This is what you're going to get from us. Um, and then the, the expectations and the things were laid out, the goals were set and off we went. Everything's clear. Everybody knows what's going on. There's no confusion. It's, right. you know, and we set our boundaries there. Here's one thing that I love doing with my family. I love right before new years, getting together, have a family meeting and we write down our goals for the year. Yeah. That's my thing. It's like. It's my thing. I teach it all over again. This is what you need to do. You need to set smart goals, specific, measurable, you know, all that type of thing. But I love setting goals with my family, my son and my wife and myself. Right. Sometimes we bring somebody else in that's close to the family. We review them during the year and see the next year. We always review what we did last year. Did we set these goals? It helps us strive for something better, strive for excellence as well. Right. And that's one of the keys for a harmonious marriage or har is, is always be growing. And when Rico kind of set forth these goals for the year, it's spiritual goals, physical goals, financial goals, um, relational goals. There's all kinds of different goals that we're setting for the year that we want to see ourselves grow in. Yeah. So reading books help us grow, help us gain knowledge. Rico and I have you know, never skipped a Sabbath day at church. Like that is where we get our, our download, our recharge every single week is Great in that Sunday service. Mm -hmm. That's how you grow, you know, spiritually and being in the word and, you know, all kinds of different ways and things to do to grow yourself in these different areas. But when you're, if you get complacent and you stop growing as a person, if one spouse stops growing, you're in trouble. You're going to outgrow them. That harmony isn't there anymore. Like it, it, you're not, it's not cohesive. Yeah. So always be growing to be the best you, you can be because, you know, I have a, I have a responsibility to my family to give them the best of me, not just me, you know, like a part of me, Yeah. you know? So that complacency is, is a danger zone. Don't go there. Set goals for yourself. Cast the vision for your family. Keep dating each other. Nice. <laughs> yes. Keep dating each other. It's like, that's how you get complacent in a marriage is, you know, you stop appreciating each other. You stop uh, showing each other gratitude. I mean, one of the, some of the things you guys used to do when you like first started um, dating, mm -hmm. you were probably a lot more touchy feely than you are right now you know, with the hugs and I'm not talking sexual or sensual. I'm just saying like you were probably holding hands and, you know, giving hugs and touch, you know, rubbing the back, you know, opening doors. Right. <laughs> exactly. Thankfully, Ringo still opens the door for me. Thank you, babe. Yeah. Appreciate that. Most time. Gotta keep dating them. Keep dating them. Yes. <laughs> Make decisions together, like big decisions they should be done together and in, in agreement. And if you're not in agreement yet, just hold off until you are. It's that simple. 
Like, for example, we this year wanted to, we, one of our goals has been to purchase a, an investment property. So we have this money put aside to to move forward with that. And I like seeing that money in my bank. And I want to hoard it and not spend it. And Rico's like, we got to get rid of this so that it can grow. And um, there's, um, anyways, there's a parable in the Bible about that specifically, but I won't go into that here and now. We'll wrap this up. But um, anyways, once we once we came across the right opportunity and we're ready to pull the trigger, we were in agreement. And, you know, if you're not in agreement just yet, don't do it. Because if you're not in agreement, you're going to cause problems and rifts, not, and that's not harmony. So once you guys are ready together, you know, and prayer helps all these things. Prayer is the change agent. Absolutely. Yes. Anything else on? Looks like we covered it all. Oh, um, spotty, spotty here, there. Revisiting goals and okay. ideas, uh, revisiting finances, revisiting your plans. That's something Rico and I do often. Often. We, we call it regroup. Yeah. So we have like certain goals that we have set forth. And like he said in the beginning of the year, we put these goals together. And um, especially financially, we will come together and revisit our goals at certain like points in you know, in the year. For instance, when you hit a financial milestone, let's say you paid off a debt or a credit card or whatever it is. Now you got to have a plan after that. What are you going to do with the money that you just paid off all this debt with? So we, I like to do that stuff. I kind of nerd out on it. Right. We just re revisit and pivot. And um, it's been super rewarding to be able to see things that you guys have, that we, we have strived for come to pass. And um, anyways, so that it's, it's rewarding. And when you have things that you're looking forward to as a couple, that's harmony that creates a harmony in your, in your life Oh yes, and an energy that is exciting for, for what's to come. And I think that's everything that we wanted to cover with you guys today. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching guys. If you guys think you're, uh, getting some value out of these, out of this right here. Go ahead to the uh, YouTube channel, Mr. and Mrs. 757, and also like and subscribe, and we will continue to make more awesome contact for you. Content, content for you, sorry. All right, bye, guys. Bye, guys. Until next time. Peace.